Hey there, quick question before we jump into this episode. Do you wish you could easily build your own website, but you get overwhelmed by it all? If that sounds like you, then allow me to introduce Savvy DIY Site. Half course, half gorgeous website templates designed by yours truly to help you DIY your first WordPress site, redesign your existing one, or migrate from another platform to WordPress, even if you're not very techie or you have no idea where to start. Forget spending hours figuring out the basics or feeling stuck with a website that doesn't really represent you. With Savvy DIY Site, you'll build your website with my step-by-step guidance, easy-to-follow video tutorials, and pro-designed templates that make building your site a breeze. Plus, you can customize everything to fit your unique style and brand so your website looks just like you want. Whether you're launching your first site or updating an old one, Savvy DIY Site gives you the tools and confidence to do it yourself and do it well. Join now and start creating a website you're proud to share. Visit SavvyDIYSite.com to learn more and get started building your website today. Hey, TPT sellers, ready to see growth in your business? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Savvy Teacher Seller. I'm Kristen Doyle, and I'm here to give you no-fluff tools and strategies that will really make an impact on your sales. Let's get started, y'all. Hey, y'all. Thanks for joining me today. On the last episode of the Savvy Teacher Seller, I shared with you five must-have plugins for your WordPress site. And today, I'm going in the opposite direction. Let's talk about some plugins that you should not install on your site. And if they're already installed, you should maybe think about deleting them. Because even though plugins are great, adding too many or adding the wrong ones can cause some problems on your website. First of all, don't just add a plugin because someone said it was good, even if that someone was me. Plugins are great for adding additional functionality to your site, but far too often I see sites with way too many plugins. In fact, it is not unusual at all for me to log in for the first time to a site that I'm redoing on a VIP design day and see that they have 40, 50, 60 plugins active on their site. And sometimes they have another 10 plugins that are deactivated, but still on the site. See, too many plugins can cause a lot of issues with things like your site load time, compatibility, and even security problems. Here's an analogy that might help you understand. Think of your website like a suitcase. You're going on a trip, you're headed to the airport, and your plugins are kind of like all those things that you throw into your suitcase at the last minute. That extra pair of sunglasses, an extra sweater just in case it's cooler than you're expecting, your hair dryer because, you know, sometimes the hotel hair dryers aren't very good, those sorts of things. I'm not the only one who does that, right? Now, on their own, none of these things are bad. But if you add enough of them, you're going to go over the 50-pound limit and have to pay those heavy baggage fees. I speak from experience. (laughs) So it's not that you can't add those last-minute things to your bag or that you can't add another plug-in to your site. You just really need to think about them and choose what's most important and then leave out the rest. Here are some things to think about before you add any new plug-in to your website. First of all, is this a reputable plugin? 
Is this a plugin by a reputable developer? Does it have lots of reviews? Is it compatible with the latest version of WordPress? Then ask yourself, is this plugin adding important functionality to my site? A lot of times plugins are there for our convenience as the site owner, and it really doesn't add any important functionality. There might be some better ways to get that function off of your website. We'll talk about some of those in a minute. Another question to ask is, do I already have a plugin with this capability? Because so many times we are not using all the features of the plugins we currently have, and then we add more plugins with those individual features to our site. And then lastly, how is this plugin affecting my site speed? Lots of times when I'm doing site speed work for clients, deactivating specific plugins can really speed their websites up. Now, with those questions in mind, here is my list of top offenders, plugins that people usually don't need and that often slow down your website. First up, inactive plugins. If you have plugins that have been sitting deactivated on your site for months or years and you don't plan to reactivate them and use them on a regular basis, then you need to delete them. Inactive plugins are just dead weight on your site and they can even cause security risks because every plugin is another entry point into your site for malicious bots or even for hackers. So if you have any inactive plugins that you're not planning to reactivate very soon, go ahead and delete them. Now, keep in mind, when you deactivate a plugin, you're retaining all of the content you created. And if you reactivate, that content will be there. Once you delete the plugin, that content does go away. So be sure that you really don't need the content that's in that plugin anymore. Next up is a plugin called Jetpack. This is a very popular plugin. In fact, if you are hosting your site directly on WordPress.com instead of a self-hosted site, they actually require you to leave this plugin installed. But every site that I have taken Jetpack off of has run faster as a result, even if that's the only change that I've made. Here are some functions that Jetpack serves on your site that you may need to use a different plugin for. Site security. Like I shared last week, I recommend WordFence for that. Jetpack is supposed to help with site speed, but it never seems to do a good job of it. So I would recommend using something like WP Rocket or some of the others that I mentioned in last week's episode. And then if you're on a paid version of Jetpack, you may be using it to connect to your Google Analytics or an anti-spam service or something like that. So you would just need to connect to those services in a different way if you're no longer using Jetpack. Next up... Speaking of Google Analytics, you do not need a plugin to install Google Analytics. Plugins like Monster Insights, Google Site Kit, and others can slow down your website. In fact, Monster Insights is a pretty slow plugin that I do not recommend using. Unless you are heavily using those features right in your WordPress dashboard, you're better off to install the tracking code right onto your website skip the extra plugins, and then when you want to see your analytics, just go straight to analytics.google.com to look at all of your data. Now, you can check out episode eight, where I talked all about Google Analytics for some more details about how to install it onto your website without a plugin. Next up, we are going to talk about some plugins with duplicate functionality. Like I shared earlier, a lot of people don't realize all the abilities of the plugins that they already have on their website. And so when they need something new, 
they go look for a plugin for that new feature. So before you install a new plugin, look at what you already have and make sure that you don't have a plugin that can already do this. Here are some super common examples. Header and footer code plugins. As I shared about Google Analytics, the best way is to install that tracking code right into your site. Well, when you need to install tracking code for Google Analytics, Facebook ads, Pinterest verification, things like that, most people will go looking for a plugin to help them install this code. And what I find is that a lot of websites actually have two, three, four, even five different plugins that can handle this tracking code that they are installing. The reason this is a problem is, first of all, it's kind of dead weight to have all these multiple plugins doing the same thing. But additionally, you or your designer won't be able to find the code snippets they need when they need to be changed or updated because they're in so many different places. It can also cause some of those different plugins with different sets of code to create some problems when they're all trying to run in the same place. Now, if you have Elementor Pro installed on your website, like I know a lot of TPT sellers do, there is something there for custom code. You'll just hover over Elementor and click on custom code, and you can add header, footer, or body code snippets right there. If you're on a Genesis theme, any of the Genesis themes, header and footer code is built right into the theme settings. So just go to customizer, click on theme settings, and then look for header and footer code, and you can paste it right into there. Now, if neither of those is an option, then the plugin I recommend for header and footer code is called WP Code. It used to be called Insert Headers and Footers, but it now does headers, footers, and also code snippets for JavaScript codes and things like that that you may need to install. So if you don't have Elementor Pro or Genesis themes, then I would recommend WP Code. Another type of plugin that I see people having multiple of is a redirect plugin like Pretty Links, for example. One thing people don't realize is that you can actually use any link redirect plugin to create Pretty Links. Just because it's not called Pretty Links doesn't mean you can't make them. In fact, all of the short links for my episode show notes are handled through the Rank Math plugin. So when I tell you to go to kristendoyle.co forward slash episode 10 to see the show notes for this episode, I'm not using pretty links or any extra plugin. I'm just setting those up right inside my Rank Math SEO plugin. If you have Rank Math, you can turn on redirections in the Rank Math dashboard because it's one of those extra modules that's not turned on by default. You can also create redirects and pretty links in Yoast Premium. You do have to have the paid subscription in 301 Redirects, Redirection, and of course the Pretty Links plugin. Now, any of these are fine, but the mistake I see happening is that people have multiple plugins doing redirects and they have redirects in all of those different places. Now, when you have redirects in multiple places, this can cause redirect errors. If you've ever seen a page not load. It takes a really long time and then it will say error too many redirects. A lot of times this is happening because there are redirects competing with one another and your website gets overwhelmed and doesn't know what to do. And then the last category is if you are a person who has a page builder on your site, whether it's Elementor, Divi, Beaver Builder, any other page builder, There are dozens of functions that your page builder can do that you don't need an additional plugin for. I'm going to list off some of the most common ones for you. 
If you have any of those page builder plugins, you don't need a separate email opt-in plugin because you can create your email opt-ins using the forms in your page builder. Likewise, you can create pop-ups for those email opt-ins using the forms in your page builder. You can also create landing pages. So that would be a page that doesn't have your site header and footer. It's just a clean landing page for an opt-in right in your page builder. Like I shared earlier, you can put custom code into your page builder. You can also install custom fonts onto your site through your page builder. In Elementor, you go to Elementor and then custom fonts, and you can upload them right there. You also don't need a contact form because every page builder has a form builder widget, and you can create your content forms right there instead of installing a separate contact form plugin. You can also create sliders to put on pages, even pages that weren't built with the page builder. You can create shop widgets and any other number of widgets. So if you want to add any kind of extra widget functionality to your site, check your page builder first to see if you can do that right in the page builder that you already have installed. So that is your list of plugins you probably shouldn't have on your WordPress site. Today's action step is to log into your website Go to your plugins list and see if you have any plugins that you should get rid of. Now, don't just delete them right away because like I said, you might lose functionality and you'll lose the content that was in there. Instead, make a plan to move any important content or code snippets over to consolidate them into the plugins that you're already using and then deactivate and delete those that you no longer need. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Savvy Teacher Seller. Once you check out your plugins and make a plan for cleaning them up, send me a DM on Instagram at kristendoyle.co and let me know how many plugins you're able to get rid of. I can't wait to hear. Talk to you next time. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please share it with another teacher seller who would also find it helpful. For more resources on growing your TPT business, head to kristendoyle.co forward slash TPT. Talk to you soon.